It's about the experience. We want women to come in the store, whether they even buy anything or not. We want them to come in and feel welcomed, feel supported, feel like they left anything that's bothering them at the door. Like, and, and it's funny, it's funny that we opened during COVID because there was a lot of women who had nowhere to go. And then when they, when they didn't like, cause they would shut um, hair salons and spas down, but they wouldn't shut retail. So a lot of women would just come. I know they would just come to chat, to talk, to just get out of the house and, and just want to be surrounded by people. So our thing is we want to help women feel confident, feel powerful, feel like they have a voice. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up, and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. Today, I am so excited. One of my one-on-one clients who happens to be one of the most successful business owners I work with, she is going to talk all about how she's achieved this dream business. Her name is Rochelle Debo. She is the owner of Danny and Maddie Clothing Boutique in Spruce Grove, Alberta, Canada. And she's also the host of Design to Inspire podcast. You guys are going to take so many keys away from today's podcast. If you are someone who is looking to build the business, someone who is looking to achieve their dreams, be sure to take a listen to this one and share it with someone because I know you're going to take so much from it. I was so excited to talk with Rochelle. Y'all, I'm super stoked for today's episode. One of my good friends, longtime client, Rochelle, is joining me today. I'm so excited (laughs) for you to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I feel like very honored and almost like, really me? You want me on your podcast? Oh my gosh. I know it's so funny, isn't it? Cause we all don't realize how absolutely magical unicorn that we actually all are. And you, my love are 100% one of those people. <laughs> and, um, I have obviously been on your podcast before and I've seen you over, gosh, it's been a long time that we've been together now. Yeah. And I have seen you just absolutely crush life who you are. And there's not a better person I would love to have on this podcast. Aww. You know, well, thank you. Oh my gosh. I feel so honored. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited about, <laughs> you know, women achieving their dreams in business. You are like a, like literally a shining star for this. So before we go any further, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to my audience, introduce who you are, what you do and all of the things. Okay. So, um, my name's Rochelle. <laughs> I grew up in a very small town in uh, northern Alberta, Canada. Um, 
5,000 people about, and it's still that today. So it's not, it's a town where as many people leave, as many people coming in are leaving. Um, so it's um, just that small town where my grandparents settled years ago to farm. And, uh, you know, I was born there. My parents were entrepreneurs their whole lives. So I don't know anything different. I have no idea what it's like to have a parent that works nine to five. Um, they worked all the time. So I think that's where um, the entrepreneurial journey started for me. You know, when I was in my teens, I started babysitting. Um, remember the babysitter club books? Because uh, I, yes! <laughs> I made myself a babysitter club like kit because I felt like it was part of the club. Oh my gosh, I'm dying. Subscribe. We are so similar in so many ways, folks, but as you'll come to find out, we are so different in so many ways. I love the, your conversations. And obviously we'll get into this. Rochelle owns one of the most successful uh, boutiques in, uh, in Alberta where she lives, but you were the girl who had like your outfits picked out and like things plastered yeah. against your wall. That was not me folks as my audience <laughs> knows. <laughs> but we did both have very entrepreneurial parents and we yeah. get that, but yeah, you were uh, babysitting from the beginning. So so was I. The minute I could start making yeah. a dollar as a as a yes. kid, I was like, "This is right up my alley." Yes. And while I'm not a, like I could have never been a teacher, or whatever today, which is why I'm an accountant and an entrepreneur. Um, like I, I liked kids enough, you know, to know that <laughs> this sounds so bad. This is not the route I was trying to take, but to like you know be able to have a business with it. And I did good. I like, cause I got asked to do it over and over. So obviously I did. So anyways, did that few other things. I've, you know, I started working very young. I was just very motivated. Um, you know, I did all the sports, all the things went on to university, um, played some women's hockey, uh, college hockey, which was so much fun and was also a big part of my journey because it, it taught me, like, I barely made fourth line on that team. I had to fight so hard, uh, which is very much reflects what I do today. <laughs> like some days I fight hard for, you know, sales and that's just part of business when there's ups and downs. But uh, so then went on to get my uh, accounting degree. Uh, then I got a master's in accounting and uh, then became a chartered accountant, which is now we are called CPAs to be more in line with like the rest of the world. Um, and did some work in industry, got married, had a couple kids and always had a dream, uh, to own a business. So, um, and like you said, I was, you know, the one like looking through magazines, checking out what my outfits were going to be for, uh, back to school clothes shopping. Um, and, uh, so I thought, why not do something I love like fashion, um, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I opened an online boutique first, my mind frame with that was let's get some cash flow with low expenses, low overhead, uh, then COVID hit. <laughs> so that changed things. But, so it actually um, ended up being the most brilliant thing ever absolutely. about that. Um, one thing that I would like you to talk about though, before we kind of fast forward is because I okay. know you talked about this before. One of the ways and one of the reasons why you actually started this, because like, let's be honest, your husband has a successful job. You had a successful job, like being an accountant, you had like, you were, everything was very much taken care of. And you knew that you had this dream to start the store. You knew that this was a passion of yours. What was the thing that happened? Because I know that you went to a conference 
And that kind of like stirred something inside of you. So I would love for you to talk about that because, you know, I talk about it on my social media all the time. I talk about on this podcast all the time, the power of getting in the rooms, the power of the mindset, the power of like literally realizing that life is so damn short and you got to do something about it. So Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to talk about that. Okay. So I guess I could even rewind. I missed um, the board. Um, time that I spent. Cause that was super influential too, on my decision. So, um, you know, at one point in my career, I, um, you know, I was interested in doing some board work. So I, um, I, I had a, I, I went, I was just looking for a night out. I was on mat leave, a girlfriend and I thought, you know what, let's go to this woman at distinction awards. And I love that stuff. I love galas. I love fundraisers and anything women related, like gender equality or just recognizing women. Cause we just don't hear enough about it. So we went to this award show and, uh, like just a night out, but I had shivers. I had goosebumps. I was like, what the heck, why don't we know about these women? Uh, so I happened to run into a, a colleague, an old colleague of mine who was on the board of, uh, what's it's called YWCA Edmonton, uh, where in here in Edmonton, they are in our area. They, um, help women in domestic violence situations, but they were also putting on this award every year. So I'm like, I need to be part of this. So I had to apply like a job. So I had to send in my resume. Then they chose certain people to come in for an interview. I had to interview uh, in front of five women, which I have never interviewed <laughs> like for a Maybe job, for a paying job. <laughs> well, and cause I'm an entrepreneur, but like, seriously, that was one of the hardest interviews I've ever had in my life. And it was for a volunteer position, but it meant so much to me. Um, so anyway, did this, did this board position and they canceled the gala because of, for financial reasons, totally understandable, but I was like, no way, this is not happening. I need a way to, to recognize women. This, this is much too important for me. So, um, like after crying this whole day after they canceled it, cause I tried to revive it in other ways. Um, I was like, this is, this is not it. There's going to be something in my future where we're going to recognize women. So, okay. So that kind of just gets put to the side for now. So then um, I've got this business idea, like for the store in my head for a while. And I'm thinking like, I, we make vision boards. We put, we put this on the vision board thinking five years down the road. Um, so this is September. Then a girl, a good, good friend of mine says, Tony Robbins is coming to town uh, in ja- early January. Do you want to go? And I was like, yes. Like my parents used to listen to his cassette tapes, um, like all the things in their entrepreneurial days. And for as much as was available, like back then. Um, and so I went and spent this whole day at Tony Robbins and all their speakers. And I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it I, right then and there. I looked at my friend and I said, I'm doing this. What am I waiting for? Yeah. My kids are little and yeah, I could wait another five years, but it's not going to be a good time in five years either. Like if I look at it from that perspective and I'm like, no, I'm doing it right now. So literally like a couple of weeks later, my accounting hat comes on and I drive over to the registries. I find myself, or I signed up for a business number actually first, like how you do it in Canada and um, all online and stuff. And then went over to the registries and got myself a business name and, and certificate and all the things. And then I'm like, all right, it's official. I just dropped 
couple hundred bucks for a business that I have no product for, nothing to sell for. But then I was driven from that moment on. And we went actually like literally a couple days later, we went on vacation to California and um, I brought my little notepad and pen and I'd sit by the pool and I'd start researching and doing all the things while my kids played in the pool. And, and that's kind of how that started. Oh, I think it's so good. You guys, number one, I want you to hear the fact that like, she didn't know how the journey was going to go. She literally just took the first step. I talk about this all the time. Like so many people stop themselves from doing something because they're so worried about like, well, I don't have the clothes yet. I don't have the shop yet. I don't have the brick and mortar location yet. I don't have all the things you're like, nope, I'm going to do one thing that gets me closer to realizing this dream. And the number one thing that you said, the nail on the head is now I actually just did a post on that. You know, I think it was actually this weekend or last weekend, obviously this podcast isn't coming out for a month or so, but beginning of April, go look at my post. I promise you, I said, there's no better time than now. The next right time is now. So many people are waiting. And I actually heard one of my uh, good friends and she's just probably one of the top five people I look up to in business. Her name is Jill Coleman and she has a podcast called Fit Biz You. It's a fitness business podcast, but it's really, really good for any business. But she said, you know, actually the best time was probably five years ago for everything that you wanted to do. <laughs> and I laughed so hard. I was like, yeah, that's probably the honest God truth. So if it was yeah. five years ago that you said yes to it, you should say yes to it now today. And I love the yeah. fact that you went to this event, you were super motivated and you told your girlfriend that you were going to do it, which kept you accountable. Accountable to that promise. Absolutely. That was so, so important. Okay. So you're in California, you've got the business plan, you know, and I want you to, uh, obviously we're talking about this today because if you are a woman, anyone really, but if you are specifically a woman listening to this and thinking like, well, it might, must be easy for her, or, you know, I want to start this business. Like Rochelle is literally explaining to you exactly what she fucking did to create this business that is now like unbelievably kicking ass and taking names. And I've been so freaking fortunate to kind of like watch it from behind the scenes, but like, so you, you get the business name, you've got the LLC set up, you've taken notes at the pool. What's, what's the next thing that you did? So uh, I guess to part of that, um, kind of forgot to mention too, is that in order to get to a buying show, uh, you need to have two proofs of business, which is like the best thing ever, because that also kept me accountable. Right. Cause I'm so like nosy and curious. I wanted to go see what was there. So I have my two proofs of business, come back from California, go to the buying show. And basically I like, I, I was like, oh my gosh, everyone's staring at me because they know I'm like that newbie who has no idea what they're doing. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, you know, it's all these things of, okay, I'm kind of going all over the place. But years ago, I went backpacking to Australia by myself and people were like, how did you go by yourself? Like, that's so scary and like so risky and all these things. I mean, it's Australia. So it's like another Canada, but um, it's easy. They like, there's no language barrier, but what it did is that coming off the plane, just going in the airport, I had to have the courage to go and ask somebody, where do I catch a taxi or where, where's the pickup area? Or, and for a lot of people, that's, that's um, intimidating right? Or even just now you're out of the airport and you're trying to find your hostel or you're trying to find like whatever you just, you have to go and ask the questions and you have to face your fears in so many ways and so many challenges. So hold on. Um, I want the audience to realize this. 
again, we have so much in common and yet so little. I did the exact same thing, you guys, in, uh, it was, what year was it? Nine, no, 2000. It From January to May in 2000, I went to New Zealand for four months by myself, had to do the exact same thing thing. So I hope everyone, if you learn one thing from this podcast, pick up your shit and go travel by yourself for four months. (laughs) (laughs) I always say that I'm like, go by yourself. Same thing. Live by yourself. If, because same, you got to like those things that you can't just turn around and ask somebody, you have to go and find that person. You have to pick up the phone and call whoever like, and it's a life skill. That's a real life skill that you don't realize. Like that's not something that somebody just teaches in school. Like it's not part of the math program or the science program. Like that's a life skill. You just have to go out and figure it out. And I don't, I think a lot of people don't, don't do it because they're just so scared. Well, it Um, builds confidence too. I mean, you have to be confident to go talk to someone. You have to be confident to be in a foreign country. Oh, and by the way, when Rochelle and I did this, did you use pay phones the whole time? Cause I sure shit didn't have a cell phone. Did you have a cell phone? No, I ended up going to, to get one to text, I think just local in Australia, not my family back home. So my family, yeah, well, I don't even know if I even called them because I just went to, um, like a internet cafe or whatever. Oh yeah. I use those too. (laughs) (laughs) I know people are like, what is an internet cafe? Yeah. You came by the minute and you're like, really hoped it logged on fast. So you didn't have to spend too much money. (laughs) I was on a tight budget folks, 22 years ago. Yeah. And it was like, that's when my parents would hear from me. And that just like, as a parent now, I'm like, there's no way my kids are going to go travel, (laughs) but they could pick up the phone and call me now. Like, that's so not a big deal. Like, I just, I don't know how my mom handled that, but whatever. I mean, she knew better to know that this was benefiting much more than her letting me know about her fears or whatever the case was. And now, now that I think about that and say that out loud, like, um, that's so smart. That's so, you know, what, like, there's so much wisdom in being a parent from that perspective. Right. I don't have that yet, but it's coming. <laughs> Brienne, her daughter, Brienne, which by the way, you guys, obviously we haven't got to the name of her story yet, but once we do, it's uh, Danny and Maddie and you can find them on Instagram. Her daughter is on their reels and their TikToks, And if you follow it for one reason, well, the first reason <laughs> is to buy all the clothes because they're really lovely. And my American listeners, they're at a phenomenal price, but they're also <laughs> to watch her daughter on the TikToks and the reels. She what is Brienne eight, nine. 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 Yeah. Oh my God. Do not let her listen to this, (laughs) (laughs) but she is phenomenal on there, but obviously it speaks to how well you're doing as a mom. So, um, go back to obviously like the life skills that you were learning and, and how it's gotten you the success that you have now in business. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, so we show up at the, at the buying show and like I said, I, I felt really silly, like out of place and that people were staring at me, especially the vendors, like, oh, here's another one, like thinks is going to make it in this business or whatever. Right. But I was like, no, no, you know what? Like I was intimidated, but I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going around. And so I'm, I'm just going to ask like the way it is. I don't know if it's like this uh, in the U S but it's super territorial around here. So if one boutique in my, within a certain radius around me has a clothing brand, I can't have it. So my first question was like, Hey, are you in my area? Can I carry your brand? 
And if it was a yes, okay, can I have the line sheet, like the catalog? All right, here's a catalog. And that's literally all I did that day. I didn't go in there and buy a single thing. Like it was just, I need to know who I can have. And, and at this point, like, like it was risky of me even dropping those couple hundred bucks and, and to start the business, not even knowing, like, what if I couldn't even have a handful of brands? Like, what if I could only have one brand? Well, that would not make sense to have a business, like a clothing business if it, every brand was taken in my area. Um, so that part was kind of risky. Um, but what I quickly found out is there are a lot of brands. I was about <laughs> to it's... say, there's a million pieces. You would figure it out. If I know anything about you, you will always figure yeah. it out. There's, you know, I love the saying, there's always a way to yes. And there's always a way to figure it out. And you are that type of person, no matter what. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, this was before having you also, I don't think at that time I knew really what that was that I was doing, but that's essentially what I was doing yep. is I'm going to make this work somewhere in me. That's what the thought was, but I just didn't really know it was quite that, but because I worried and, and, you know, would have those fears every single day of like, Oh, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? What did I do? So, um, so once I determined like all those brands that I could have, then I started or like looking through them and making some small orders. So this, I started the business in February. I didn't start getting clothing till May. Um, and this was just all online. I was trying to get a website started and oh my gosh, for an accountant, that is like a big learning curve. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I actually hired, um, a gal down from Texas to help me out. Um, you know, we were talking earlier about Googling and stuff like you Google, like uh, website developers. I feel like there's none in Canada, like that just nothing was coming up. Well, tip of the day for anyone who owns anything in Canada, maybe you're listening to this and you need uh, a business while you live in Canada, apparently get on SEO and figure out how to create websites and you should have a business because there's yeah. none to be Googled. <laughs> like, honestly, I, it just, I couldn't find it anywhere. So anyway, it did. I actually didn't get uh, my website finished though and launched till the following January. So this is June and I have closed and I am like starting to invite my friends now to my basement. So I've got this all set up in the basement, literally went to Ikea, bought the cheap racks just so I have something to hang them on. And I just started inviting friends over like, Hey, got some clothes. You want to come check it out? And I have amazing, amazing friends. Cause and they love shopping. <laughs> I mean, I guess what woman doesn't? Well, you don't. <laughs> I'm not a big shopper. It is funny because my best friend and uh, one of my clients uh, at one point in time too are big clothing people. But you know, I I'm I will go in. I shop like in pockets. I'll go in, drop yeah. a bunch of money. Go in, drop a bunch of money, and get out. But I'm not a huge shopper. But no, I love what you said there. So you number one, you had like I I want everyone to understand that like literally what Rochelle is doing and put yourself in the position, no matter what business, no matter what passion you have, no matter what business you're wanting to start, think about putting yourself in this situation. She just kept taking one step after the other, even when it didn't make complete sense. Like people oftentimes come to me and be like, well, I don't have my website up yet. I don't have my brand colors. I don't have this. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like that is cart way before the horse there, folks, because Mm -hmm. You just need to take the next logical step. And I loved what you said, where you, where you said, I just knew I had to start bringing in some income. So that's when you started in your basement, brought the friends over fast forward to that spring. What happened? Yeah. So uh, the goal obviously was 
always to have a brick and mortar location. Right. And I had, um, I had even started looking around actively, like at the start of this business as clothes were coming in. Right. And I was even thinking, um, that fall, like I was that soon. Right. Um, you know, get these people in my basement, have some shopping parties, um, I mean, wine and food, and then <laughs> that always helps sales increase a little more. Um, and I kept looking and nothing was really coming up. So I just kind of let the fall Christmas season go by. And then that January, I started actively looking for a spot. So I had found um, a spot in our downtown area. Uh, my So my husband's in construction. My parents were realtors most of their lives. So had them come with me, with my husband, we went and looked at this spot. We put up this big budget together, renovation plans. We did all this work. And I was like, yeah, I got this. Like, I'm going to totally have this spot. And um, so they uh, put this package together. We put in an offer, um, didn't hear nothing, didn't hear nothing. Then literally, well, like maybe a couple of days later, wasn't too, felt like forever. Um, I get an email and it basically just said, no, like, I, I don't even know if it said, no, thank you. Like, I think it literally just said, no, <laughs> no reason, no, nothing. Oh. And uh, I started crying. I'm like, what is going on? Um, you know, did, I'm like, did I offend these people with a low offer or like, cause the real, the, the man property manager was like making it sound like, yeah, you got this. And Anyway, turns out that the other tenant in the building was going to expand and they just couldn't say it at the time. So here I did all this work and for nothing, because they knew they were going to say no anyways, but the property manager just didn't know it at the time. Um, so anyways, that to be said, it, you know, that, okay. So that was a no. Then in February, I looked at another one. It was a no. And then I started looking at a third spot and I was like, this is it. This is it. And then two days later, the world shut down. Hey, y'all, it's Christina. I just wanted to jump in here real quick. On a recent podcast, I mentioned that I have been on over 100 free discovery calls over the last year, and I want to do the exact same thing in 2022. People often wonder, well, what do I get out of these calls? Men and women from around the world who are jumping on these calls are walking away from the calls with more clarity, figuring out the mindset block that's stopping them from feeling really confident to make more money, feel fulfilled, and know what next step they have to take in order to decide it's their turn. So if you've ever thought about jumping on one of these calls, I would absolutely love to talk to you. So feel free to send me a text at 501 501- 222-3362. Text me the word call and we can book one of those calls or head over to the show notes and you've got a link to my website where you can book a free discovery call with me. COVID hit and everything stopped. And I was like, oh my gosh. Thank and then- you, Jesus, is what she was <laughs> no. saying in her head. So when yes. she was crying, and because I want you guys to like hear this, obviously not every single situation could probably pan out like this. You could be like, yeah, right. It was such coincidence. But at the same time too, I know Rochelle and I know the fact that she like wanted it so badly and was like so devastated. And I'm sure in part of your mind, you're like, maybe this isn't for me. Did any of that cross your mind? Oh, absolutely. Every, every time one of these situations happens, I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Like, no, I can't do this. But then I sort of like cry my tears 
and then pick myself up and then be like, how can I do this? Yes, I'm doing this. Right. As and and honestly, as Rochelle's coach, I know every single time. And for the last year and a half, I've been saying to her, I'm like, okay, cool. So like, are we just going to shut it down? Like, are we just going to close? Are we just going to like, you know, quit? And you're like, no, never. And that is like literally the key to success. You guys is like a hundred percent, like cry, feel the feels. Like we have had so many conversations over the years of like, this is just the worst thing ever. It sucks. It's, it's just so hard. And if you're thinking that no one else has this, you are absolutely wrong. Every single human in business feels this way all the time. The difference is you just keep going. Yeah. And sometimes though, I'm like, oh, I I wish my brain would just say, yes, yes, go ahead and quit. (laughs) But it it doesn't. And like, it almost frustrates me sometimes, but like in the moment, um, then obviously I get over it, but this kind of goes back to my days in hockey. Like when I was barely making that first year college team, I I was like, I am not, I am doing everything in my power to make this team. This is like not making the team is, is that's not even an option. And that's kind of how I see this. Right. And so when, when the world shut down, there come the tears. And I was like, you know, again, like we talked earlier, like we thought this is two weeks, like two week pause and then things will resume. Right. But my brain was like logic, like, I don't know, just the way I think I'm like, this doesn't make sense. You can't stop a virus in two weeks. Like that just makes no sense. This is not two weeks. Like I knew, I knew this was going to be a long-term thing. So I cried and I cried. And, and then, you know, my other accounting job, like which is my income to support this business. You know, I was scared I was going to lose it or get a cut, like a pay cut. And so I just cried and cried and cried. And my kids would be like, dad, why is mom crying so much? What's wrong? And cause they didn't understand. And, um, you know, then my husband just looked at me and he's like, and, and I don't know where he gets this. Cause he's not like, yeah, we went to Tony Robbins again, <laughs> six months after the first time. And I brought him this time. Cause I was like, you need to see this guy. Um, but I really don't know where he gets probably from all his, actually, it's probably from his training of being a director in a construction company. Um, but he's like, what's your, why, like, why are you doing this? Yep. And I'm like, yeah, well, I know I'm not going to tell you right now and give you my big explanation, but I, I know my why. And it's, it's far more powerful in, in me than quitting being an option. So I was like, you know what, I need to pick these tears up and put them away and wipe them away and just move on and figure something out. And of course, everyone's word was pivot and whatever. It's fine. That's what we did. So I thought and thought and thought, and I'm like, how can I pivot? Like, what do I need to do to make this work? So everything was virtual at this point. So now this accountant is becoming a little bit stronger in the IT section of her business, <laughs> the IT department. So I, I'm like, let's go live. Let's go live on Facebook. So I put out, like I created an event. I thought we're going to play a game. We'll do um, name that tune just to get people's minds off of you know, the sadness and just the way the world is going and I'll give prizes, I'll give away gift cards. Um, and I'll just create, I have to be by myself. We're not allowed people in the house. So I created a bunch of outfits and I put them on a rack and I like my husband filmed me and I would just show outfit by outfit, like ideas, right? Like if I had one moto jacket, um, I would show it 
paired like three different ways. And then I'd move on and then we'd play some games in the, in between. And I had like a hundred, sometimes over a hundred people on the, the live at a time. And it was like, which is unbelievable numbers right now for social media. Like, and we're seeing this as Rochelle at, in the beginning had just a few, like not even like a couple thousand followers at that time. No, right? no. Yeah. Like you guys nowadays with the algorithms and the way that they are like to get a couple hundred people on a live, you need to have like 20, 30,000 people like that. Like if you go on social media right now and you see someone who has 30,000 people, you know, with a going live, they might get 50 if they're lucky. And you are getting hundreds of people because you figured out how to tap into your audience, create value and still be moving forward during the pandemic. I think it's unbelievably super smart. Yeah. And then like our kids were upstairs. Right. And we like threaten them, like, do not come (laughs) down here, but But they did. (laughs) Well, did. (laughs) and your daughter turned out to be like the biggest superstar ever to get people loving your lives. People loved it. And you know, at at first I was like, this is going to be like, do not screw this up for your mom. Like I didn't say it that way, but like th- that was the mentality. And then she came on and, and in the background, my husband's like shooing her away with his other hand and trying to like video at the same time. And here's arms like so tired. And, but then I was like, you know what, just let her come in. And then the feedback, the, that we got from, from that, because of the, the, the reality of it all was that it was real. It was everyone was experiencing this. Everyone was home with their kids and trying to get work done. And, but you just make it work, whether that be your kids join in with you or not, like you just make it work. So that's, that's kind of what we did. And we started doing these lives with the games. Then the, then things started opening up again. So then I got this amazing phone call. Like I am indebted to her and I, I should really keep messaging her to, to thank her, a local store owner who uh, has a home decor store and a spot to make signs. She could no longer do the classes because of COVID. So she had about a thousand square feet of space empty. So she's like, do you want to come set up shop here for a weekend? And I was like, heck yeah. Like as if I'm going to say no to that. And then she's like, do you want to come back every second week for the summer? And I'm like, um, heck yeah. <laughs> so I did that. And then that's when the cash flow started building up. And I'm like, you know what? Now I have the cash for this retail brick and mortar. So then I look back to January and those tears I cried about the brick and mortar spot that I didn't get, like the flat out no and how upset I was. And I'm like, thank you, God. Like, Amen. thank you that I did not get that spot. It, if I would have got that spot, signed a lease, been paying rent, and then COVID shut me down, it would have it put me under. I, I wouldn't have been able to keep my doors open. So like that whole process of not being able to get those few spots I looked at, like, I'm so incredibly thankful. This lady did not want a penny in rent, which I'm like, oh my God, floored. Like the generosity is, is unbelievable. Um, And so by end of August, I was like, I'm set up. I don't have to get a loan. I don't have to um, go into debt. I mean, 
Like, well, and I also think it's bit, really but... important that everyone realizes that there's not just one way to do this. So Rochelle, when she was starting this, you know, business idea, she was still kept her normal job. And I think so many times, often people just feel like they have to 100% quit. I was doing my golf industry while I first started coaching as well, because I needed to pay my bills. We all do. And then you figured out how to create the cash flow. So then fall that fall, is when you decided to take another big risk. So again, there's a there's so many risks along the way, guys, but like if you keep moving forward, there's zero chance you're gonna fail. And I, I think it's really important for, you know, I kind of wanna touch on it. So many of the things that Rochelle was doing in the beginning of her business is now what is going to make Rochelle, you know, probably close to seven figures in the next, gosh, I don't know what the exact data is. You're the, you're the, you're the accountant, <laughs> but the, you know, getting really close to that in the next year or so. But I think it's really important to realize the things that you have were doing then are still the same things that you're doing today. Your mm-hmm. lives bring people in the store, your flat ways bring people in the store. And the thing that you do so well, which you guys, we haven't even talked about the podcast yet. Um, Rochelle's connection to women and inspiring women, her, her podcast is designed to inspire podcasts, but all like your private shopping parties, those are your biggest, you know, those are the biggest way to get people in your store right now. That's what Great. started it in my yes. basement. It was private shopping parties. Right? And those are still today. We were just talking on our coaching call that those are your bread and butter. So I think it's really important to remember the, the little things that you do in the beginning of your business. Keep taking those risks. Keep moving you forward. I've turned out to be exactly what you're doing today as mm-hmm. close to a multi seven or a seven figure business. Like it's just, mm-hmm. I'm Oh, I'm just obsessed. So that fall, <laughs> you have the money and yeah. it's still COVID folks. COVID, especially in Canada, was roaring strong mm-hmm. and you decide to open the brick and mortar. Yeah. So I did it. I found a spot, which again, this timing, like I now looking back, like again, I'm so thankful. The spot that I'm in is the same building of the last spot I looked at right when the world shut down. So when I was looking at that last spot, I was looking at a really big part of the building. So when I went back to him and said, okay, I'm ready to look again. He's like, perfect. I know exactly what spot you want. One of the ladies who had a costume store, like a dance costume store is retired. She just recently retired and you can have her spot. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is all meant to be the way that it's unfolding. So it was perfect. We renovated, opened the doors November 9th, um, which is about a month before that, though, I invested in me (laughs) and hired you, (laughs) um, which was awesome. still is. Um, And uh, yeah, I opened the store and now we're a year and a half later, almost to the day on the ninth, it'll be a year and a half. I think I'm doing my yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 It is so remarkably incredible. And I do like, again, obviously this podcast was about like, just, you know, tr- achieving your dreams and like going all in for the business that you want to do. And like, whether it's an online business or a brick and mortar, mortar business, I think the thing to remember here is that like, there is like still to this day, guess what? Rochelle and I still have tears on this, on this, uh, on our coaching. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, we do. And there's still really hard moments and there's so much, like, what do you think, you know, obviously now fast forward, 
tell everyone what Danny and Maddie actually is, because I really okay. want you guys yeah. to go and follow Rochelle, follow Danny and Maddie. Their stories are amazing. Their clothing, like, but what you stand for, I think is yeah. the most important thing mm-hmm. about this because you are just the biggest supporter of women that I know of period. Like you are just obsessed with women, equality, like women in business, women just kicking ass and taking names. So tell us a little bit about Danny and Maddie. Okay. So I've, you know, it's a clothing store is one thing, you know, selling the widget is selling the widget, selling the shirt is selling the shirt. It's not about that. It's about the experience. We want women to come in the store and, um, whether they even buy anything or not, we want them to come in and feel welcomed, feel supported, feel like they left anything that's bothering them at the door. Like, and, and it's funny, it's funny that we opened during COVID because there was a lot of women who had nowhere to go, like, cause they would shut um, hair salons and spas down, but they wouldn't shut retail. So a lot of women would just come. I know they would just come to chat, to talk, to just get out of the house and, and just want to be surrounded by people. So our thing is we want to help women feel confident, feel powerful, feel like they have a voice. And I think, um, you know, so that's why we started the clothing store, but that's a bit of a reason, not a bit, a lot of the reason I started the podcast. So the design to inspire podcast is sort of my way of giving these women a voice. So they don't think that they're powerful or um, have anything to say or anything to share, but just by me asking them to speak on the podcast, most of them are so humble. They're like, but there's nothing about me that I um, hi, remember when I asked you to do this one, you're like, what me? Why you guys, you are all so amazing. Every woman yeah. who has a story, it doesn't matter whether you're a successful business owner, it doesn't yeah. matter what it is, but I mean, you are lending voices to women and yeah. And just, yeah, I know it's, it's funny how we're all the same that way. Right. We're <laughs> just like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I think it's just ingrained in us. And I think that what, that's what fires me up. Like as a very young girl, um, you know, this little story, I'm not super proud of it, but cause I was kind of a brat, but like it, it was, it was just the, the roles of the traditional roles of men and women drove me crazy. So I remember going to my grandparents and all the men after dinner would go downstairs with their drink and chat and visit while the women are in the kitchen cleaning and, and doing dishes. And that just drove me wild. I couldn't understand why that was the case. So I, it's not like we weren't visiting in the kitchen or whatever, but I went downstairs and I chucked a a towel (laughs) at my dad. And again, I'm not, cause I mean, if my kids that did that to me, I think I would (laughs) knock them, (laughs) but, and I'm sure my dad had a few thoughts in his head, but of course everyone was around. So couldn't do anything, but I was like, this is not, this is not okay. Like I want women to know that there's more, if they choose to be a stay-at-home mom, that is awesome. That is amazing but I want women to know they have a choice. You know, I hear of, um, when I speak to a lot of women or interview a lot of women, a lot of them, their moms went back to school after having kids and their kids were in in school, like in grade school. And they went back to university or post-secondary school to do what they had always wanted to do. Like, I just feel like women sacrifice so much and put things to the side to, to be that traditional role. And it's, it's certainly improving, Um, but I want to help that improve even more. I want women to know that they don't have to do that, or they don't have to settle for 
whatever it is, like, you know, even coming out of high school at my age, and I guess like your era too, like you would pick certain, um, like you'd either kind of go for like lawyer, doctor, nurse, teacher, like your token, like safe jobs. Right. And that it doesn't need to be that way. I mean, if you've always had the dream to do a certain thing, then go and do it, like try it. There's always a way, right. There's always like when you have that passion, you'll figure it out. Like you always tell me, like, you'll figure it out. Okay. So that happened. Okay. So you'll figure it out, but it's, it's so true. And I want women to know that, that there's, there's no gender, like there is gender bias, but there's no, there shouldn't be like gender should, should be out of the equation. Like if you want to go and work on a construction site and shovel and, and do the thing and you're super passionate about it, go and do it. Like go, just go and do it. And that's, that's really what this is all about, even though we sell shirts and really cute clothes. <laughs> um, but I find that helps though. When, when you feel good in an outfit, it resonates in how you're going to interact with people, um, the conversations you're going to have that job interview. Um, and just knowing you can stand up for yourself. Like it goes so much past that cute blouse or dress or, or whatever it is. And that's kind of how I named my business. So Danny and Maddie is named after my grandmother's. I wanted it to be like, I I thought about my using my parents' name at first because I mean, I am who I am because of them and their entrepreneurial spirit and their, their drive, their motivation, their everything, their kindness, um, their, how much they give. My parents gave so much. They did so much fundraising my whole life. And now in turn, I do that stuff. So I wanted it to be something very close to home, influential. Um, but my dad's name just didn't fit right in a woman's clothing store. <laughs> a woman's clothing boutique, yeah. And his name is Harvey. And there's like a Harvey Burgers joint, literally not even a block away from me. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't use that. So I wanted to also keep it very like woman-based. So I thought about my kids, but my son's name's Gabriel. We're in a French, a bit of a, like, where he's in a French school and saying his name as an English person in a French way turns into the like Gabrielle. Like, so I'm like, no, I don't want to do that to him. And so then I'm like, well, my grandmothers are both women, obviously. And they, my one grandma raised my dad to be who he is. And my other grandma raised my mom to be who she is, who in turn made me, I'll use their names. So their names are Diana and um, Madeline. So I was like, again, with my notepad and, and pen, like writing their names down and playing with words. And I just shortened it up, made it rhyme. And cause I wanted it to be catchy, not too long, you know, something people would remember. And, um, and it creates a good story. People come in and they're, you know, usually they look at me and whoever I'm working with and say, Oh, are you Danny and Maddie or, or which one are you Danny or Maddie? And, you know, Oh, I'm neither. And, and then it, we get the conversation going, then it builds a connection between me and the customer and, or whoever in the customer. And, and then they start opening up because once they realize this is a safe space, place. This is um, a place where you're supported and, and where your dreams are welcome, no matter how silly you might think they are, then they get more comfortable. And then it just creates a really good um, relationship. Oh, yeah. So that was long winded, but no, I loved it because my last question would be like, like, what would you tell a woman who wants to realize her dreams or start the business or do whatever? And you just buttoned it up, like just absolutely perfectly. There is no reason (laughs) in the world why you can't do it. You just have to keep taking action. Is it going to be easy? No. I was just going to say that. Is it going to be hard? Yes. But 
but it's so worth it. Like, let's be honest, like what you have achieved and obviously the financial success is hugely important, but what you have done over the last couple of years, like every single step, every single hardship, every single, you know, oh, and by the way, we forgot to mention that Rochelle has received like so many freaking awards over the last year for what you have done, woman in business, your recognition, you know, your equality, everything that you do, you have just literally, and oh, and by the way, she's done this as a mom of two with a husband, which by the way, I love the fact Rochelle and her husband are so cool. They mutual respect. He like totally digs what she's doing is super supportive, which I have a supportive husband too. So I think it's just super cool. Oh yeah. And she still is like the CFO for another company. So all of these things combined over the last couple of years that you've been doing this, there's no reason in the world why anyone else can't do it. And you're just so inspiring everything that you've done, all of the hard things along the way and just keep showing up to it. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited for what the future holds. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I'm super excited. I'm so proud of you. Okay. So tell everyone last but not least, just tell them again, like where to find you on social media, where to find the store, what, what, you know, obviously give us like the two second version of like what your store is all about. I obviously know. And then, um, the design to inspire podcast. Okay. So you can find us at, um, our website is dannyandmaddie.com. So it's just one N and one D. So D A N I a-N-D-M-A-D-I.com. Uh, we are on Instagram, same thing, uh, Danny and Maddie. Facebook, same thing, Danny and Maddie, which by the way was very first things I also did when I got my business number. I secured all the social uh, media handles to make sure I had that before anyone else. Um, and then uh, our, the Design to Inspire podcast. So it's designed to inspire. Some people think it's without the ED at the end, um, is on iTunes and Spotify. And yeah, I think we're up to like 28 or we're, I'm up to 28 episodes now. And, um, yeah, super excited to keep that going. And, uh, I think that's everywhere you can find me Yeah, and, Oh, our location, our physical location. Cause if there's, I'm sure there's people in Canada listening to Heck this. Yeah, we got Canadians in the house for yes. sure. And especially in the Edmonton area where you're from. Um, we are in Spruce Grove on King Street and Spruce Grove's fairly small. So it's not, not hard to find at all. So. Right off the highway past the links, right? Uh, sort of. Yeah. We're just well, like, uh, we're South of the links, just South, south of the, the links. links. Yeah. Okay, yes. cool. Well, that's yes. the only thing I know in Spruce Grove. So that sounds good. <laughs> we're going to go with that. Um, love you. So proud of you. Yeah, you guys, please you. go over, follow the podcast, follow the store, order all the clothes I have. And, um, you guys, you too can achieve your dreams in business and you can always decide it is your turn. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.